Studios. Welcome everyone to Brine Time. My name is Jake and I'm here with my wonderful dancing happy co-host Jeremiah Coughlin. Stunting on these pickles, bruh. Stunting on these pickles, bruh. Stunting on, on these pickles, pickles bruh. bruh. We are here to, of course, talk about your wonderful Portland pickles. Uh, and let's get right into the pickle report. Beloved. The beloved, the wonderful, the learned, the gritty pickles oh yeah um so the last time that we talked to you fine folks our gentlemen were entering back-to-back road series yeah and uh how did it go jeremiah tell us regale us in stories of pickles past well to be honest it, it didn't go that bad and positive spin here boys yeah i mean so we won one in Kelowna. yep we lost one in Kelowna, and then the rubber match got rained out. So one and one. Yeah. Both were eight to three. Yeah. But but for each one team respectively. And oh no, then, that was eight to three was the Bellingham. Bellingham, sorry. So then we went to Bellingham from yes. Kelowna. Same one one lost, lost one. one 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 eight to three lost one eight to three, and then yesterday we had kind of a yesterday a tough one for us is Sunday June thirtieth. Last day of the month. Yes. Just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Pickles give up only two hits. But. One of them happens to be a walk-off home run. Yeah. To Troy Viola. Bottom of the ninth. Pickles. Frank Viola's great-grandnephew. Yeah. Remember Frank Viola? No. I used to have some Donruss baseball cards with Frank Viola on them. Okay. It's a good name. Yeah. Sounds very uh, mafioso. Yeah. The Viola family. It's like Tommy Cello. Yeah. Frank Viola. Timmy Bass. <laughs> Jerry Sachs. We don't <laughs> We don't talk to those piccolos. Yeah, the piccolos over there. Um yeah. so unfortunately lose the Bellingham series, but pitching did very well. You know, besides the walk off and even the walk off, you know, sometimes you just that happens. It was tough. It was tough. I watched from the bottom of the first on, I watched the entire game on the Facebook feed from Bellingham, and it was a beautiful day. How's their ballpark look? I mean, from what you it's can tell. It's a decent, yeah. It's, it's a, I wonder if they play where Western Wash is at the college so, stadium. Yeah. yeah. It looks like a college park. Yep. Um, there was some umpiring issues. Issues? So the whoever the play-by-play guy is, for the his Bells. name is Dylan something, because I thought that was funny that yeah. his name was Dylan. He was not very happy with the officiating that was taking place. The umpiring. The he umpiring. Not, he he thought not... the strike zone was a little too tight. For he, just his boys? Uh, No, but he was more adamant about it well, when course. it was. It's his job to be. He'd say, oh, I've seen that called a ball once today, but now it's a strike when it's our boys. And he kept referring to his team as the good guys, which I thought was- That's a, hack. A little presumptuous. That's just hack. That's been done. Yeah. So, and then there was a play. Watch if Judah does it. I'm like, that's a brilliant move, Judah. Yeah. He's so, you know. Judah, he's just He's got, really got his finger on the pulse, you know. He just knows this he guy. He knows who the good guys are. Yeah. Um, There was a play where there was a fly ball to right. Bellingham had runners on first and second. Guy from second goes to third. Umpire says that he left early. Pickle step on second. Double him off. Ending over. Inning over. Inning over, double play. And the in between the innings, just like on our feed, there's no music. There's no nothing. Yeah, and, just... and a couple times you could tell the guy's mic was open. Because he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. Like someone brought him a hot dog or something. Hey, he's thanks, bud. Chit-chatting. Th- thanks for the dog. Well, then after that double play, he goes, ridiculous. 
And then he's like, these these umpires suck. <laughs> like, really adamant and not quiet. And it was just like, hey, Dylan, hey, we can hear you. Professionalism. Bro. As and, one man who's yelled swear words into an open mic to another. Yeah. Cut that mic off. It's kind of what the West Coast League's all about, I think. It's just you know? le- hot mics and bad words. Hot mics and bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. That's their new uh, slogan. West Coast League, hot mics, bad decisions. Yeah, you'll learn how to you know, be a color man, a play-by-play, yeah. an on-field host the hard way. The hard way. You mess by, up a lot. Yeah, getting an obscenity charge Yeah, leveled against you. But so other than that, I mean, it was an entertaining game. The Pickles were doing very well. Still, the offense wasn't, you know, quite where we needed it to be, but they got one across, and it looked like it was going to hold up. I mean, even old Dylan, the uh, announcer for Bellingham, was starting to talk about, oh, well, you know, down to two outs here, and then, you know, uh, Zane Mills gave up a walk, and then the next guy, yeah, this Troy Viola kid who's, uh, as far as I can tell, he's a stud. I want to say he's their third baseman. Yeah. And, you know, yep, third baseman. Well, San Jose State. He's from Bend originally. He crushed it, huh? He really crushed oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was one of those things where I had uh, clicked off of the feed for a minute. Yeah. Someone had sent me this video of like a bad beak on a poker game. Yeah. And I was watching that and like kind of had that feeling like, well, I wonder if the Pickles got those last two outs. And I go back and literally the entire crowd is standing up. Yeah. You can't see the field because the cameras are behind them and right. everyone's on their feet clapping. Get and I was like, for Viola! Uh, so I backed it up and watched it, but. Bummer. Yeah, so um, the pickles are. That makes them 8 and 13, I want to say. 8 and 13, which. Yeah. Inching closer every day. Well, the, you know. The first half is... Yeah, it'll be over this week. This week, I believe Friday is the start of the first half. So now we go we go two games in Corvallis starting tomorrow. Tuesday, Wednesday in Corvallis. So if Thursday, this comes out... Friday. Yeah. Tuesday the 2nd, Wednesday the 3rd in Corvallis. And then Thursday, July 4th, they have a doubleheader. Day game, night game against Corvallis. The only night one game, is for the stats, yeah. Only one is for the stats. The night game... We'll talk about a little later. Is future baseball future night. baseball night? Welcome to the future. I am from the future. Baseball still here somehow. Um, they'll play it on top of garbage, uh, probably. It's just raccoons. Yeah. Baseball, baseball. So uh, that's the pickles report. And uh, one more thing I wanted to get to real quick okay. in the pickle report is that BaseballDigest.com is ranking. Oh yeah, they this got is a cool. Bracket. I voted. Did you? Yeah, I voted for the walk. Yeah. Yeah, so did I. I and you can vote once a day. Oh, all so right. This, well, they it, throw... it just turned over, so we made it through the second round. Who we play? I get. I voted them against the something hoots. Mm-hmm. Who are they? I don't know. Yeah, they were the, some owl team. But then I looked up who we're up against now, and it's the Fayetteville Swamp Dogs. Oh, I looked them up, actually. From the Coastal Plain League. Because yeah. they're in the same with the Savannah Bananas. Are they? That's okay. the Coastal Plain League, yeah. Well, their their ballpark is called the Swamp. Yeah. And the Pickles are up against them. We're under round three. I think there's two more rounds after this. Where can they vote on this? Do you know, Just on BaseballDigest.com. Okay. And then you'll find it So they're it on doing there. all the collegiate... Woodbat Parks teams. Yeah, they're doing. I think all. I think they're doing it for every level of baseball. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, because there's a single A. So. Oh, all right. I think they're doing it for everybody. Very fun stuff for baseball. I posted fans. the link on our Twitter. Okay. So Check you can it out find there. it there. Rob Nyer retweeted, so you know that gets some eyeballs boy. on you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go vote for the walk and tell people that you love it here. You know. No, it's great. Plus, it is cool because you don't really get to see. The branding of all the other teams. No, I love looking at the logos. Yeah, it's there's so cool. So many different. There's, so, there's uh, I forget. I wish I'd remember the name. I'll tell you. There's one that was a corn, uh-huh. and he had some sleepy eyes. He just looked like a stoned stalk yeah. of corn. The one I liked was I don't remember the town, but they were the pit spitters, and it was like a cherry <laughs> spitting out a, a cherry pit. pit. Nice. Yeah, the pit spitters. No, there's a lot. There's so many great names, great logos. You hear about all these small towns that you, you know, you sure. might, like I'd heard of Fayetteville, North Carolina, but I actually thought it was Fayetteville, Arkansas when I clicked on it. Yeah. Because that's where. So there's our, more than one, right? Yeah. Our friend Hunter's from. I was like, oh, they have a, they have a cool baseball team. I was like, oh no, it's wrong state. But yeah, it's just cool. If you're, if you're interested in seeing some of these other 
collegiate woodbat teams across the country in all these different leagues that we've kind of mentioned, this is a great way to kind of just do some scrolling and check them out because it would be really cool to go to some of these other games, other stadiums, and see how these fans do it and how these teams come together. So It is pretty cool. It is And BaseballDigest.com, like I said, they have uh, a bracket for, for every the, level, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. And – you know, single A, I mean, there's so many logos, so many teams, so much branding, and that goes into it. So, I shout out to baseballdigest.com or ballpark digest, I want to say is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Ballpark digest. All right. It's definitely something that I think about more when I'm going to a new town. Like, I'll look up, like, do they have mm-hmm. a, because, you oh. know, usually if I know you've yeah. done that forever, it's kind but of my thing. It is your thing. But for me, you know, like, uh, you know, if they don't have a major league team, I would just kind of like write it off. And then even when I was in uh, Spokane, when uh, I did a gig in Spokane, yeah, they have a, I think they have a double or triple A. Single A. It's a single same, A team? Same as the Hops. Spokane Indians, yeah. I thought the Hops were double A. Single. Oh, okay. Single A short season. All right. Um, Learn something new every day here. Yeah. But very cool stuff. So check all that out. Ballparkdigest.com. And, uh, yeah, go Pickles. Go Pickles. (laughs) Well, it's that time now for one of our favorite segments, I feel like. I do like this segment quite a bit. It's just interactive. We get to taste something, and we get to talk about very cool stuff and very cool people. So this week's uh, Pickle of the Week is the one and only Michael Perzan, everyone, or Perzan. I'm not quite sure how you say it. But this pitcher has been doing extremely well, so well, that he was just named the West Coast League Pitcher of the Week. They're always riding our coattails at yeah, the West Coast uh, League. You know. That happened with Titus. Yep. We, so we, we, we have some inside eye here, I guess. But uh, he is a, I guess, was a sophomore at Grand Canyon U. He's, he's uh, from Chandler. Chandler, Arizona. He's a lefty. And he's 6'2", you know, good size for for him. 170 yeah. for him. For him. For him, for you him. know. I mean, we're not here to judge, but yeah. for him, he seems like he's doing pretty good. He's in, He's a fit fit guy. Fit guy. Yeah, he's got a 2-0 record, 2.45 ERA. He started two games, pitched in five. Over the last three games he's played, what has he got? Uh, he's given up two hits. Two hits, no earned runs. Pretty good. Uh, yep, two walks, nine strikeouts in those three games. So definitely uh, doing what we need all these pickles to do is really turn it on in the second half, you know? So very excited for Michael for great job getting that West Coast League Pitcher of the Week. And uh, tip of the cap to you, Mike. Yeah, thanks keep for, up the good work, Michael. Thanks for pitching well for us, buddy. He pitched that game yesterday, uh, Sunday, in Bellingham. and Yeah, six innings, no earned runs, one hit, six strikeouts, and only one walk. So very, very awesome. And uh, our producer, Randall, here at Cranival Studios, has provided us with a uh, – what do we got today? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's pickle popcorn. Popcorn in a pickle. It's called Boldly Flavored Popcorn with the Bite and Tang of Dill Pickles. Did we do this before? We've done something like that. I think we might have. This might be the exact same one we already tried once. Let's see. I'm not going to go to the tape and find it. Pickle popcorn. Well, they definitely get... The pickle flavor more on the nose, like those mints we had, they couldn't match pickle flavor. No, this flavor. is pickly. This is definitely. It like, just goes away kind of immediately. It's like it does. It's like pickle salt. Yeah, it's like a hint of pickle, but definitely there. It's good popcorn too. It it's is. like nice big kernels. That bad popcorn sometimes it's kind of gross, but this is good popcorn. Yeah, you get the pickle whiff. You get the pickle scent. It's very, very strong. Wow. It's, what does it say? It's overpowering. Boldly flavored popcorn with a bite and tang of dill pickles. And it's got a guy who's, it's a pickle who's got arms and legs. I'm not really sure why. Because <laughs> he's he, bold, dude. He's so bold. He's that, so bold. He can't be stopped. He's Dylan. It's probably Dylan. 
Moonlighting from Trader Joe's. Some old chat snack choices got you down. Feeling the need to introduce heretofore unheard of flavor. Wow, this Says is heretofore untold of flavor. Okay, wow. Heretofore unheard of flavor combination. Who's the writer for this? Jeez. Yeah, they're copywriter. <laughs> Buckle up, friends. We're about to put you in a pickle. A dill pickle flavor popcorn, that is. <laughs> it's bold, it's fresh, it's pickly. With every handful, oh. you can treat yourself to I, the puckery, puckery, no, no. yeah, with a dash Y, puckery taste of dill pickles and the salty crunch of popcorn. I don't I'm like, reading this like Robert Jones would read a- Yeah. You got it. What does he call it? The Come on down for the tasty, sweet taste of popcorn. Feeling the need to introduce here to four unheard of flavor. Co- this guy was like, I have a master's in English and now I'm writing copy for Trader yeah. Joe's. He's like- no one in history has done here two four on a package. So, you don't even have to dress up in a pickle suit. I only know, you know, I mean, who does, who dresses up in a pickle suit? Well, I don't. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody I know. I, uh, I'd say that's double A for me. It's, it's like, I like the flavor, but. I feel like I, everything's been double A this year. Yeah. I wouldn't want like a whole bowl of this. No. Like I would get I'm gonna say single A. This would get old. Single A advanced. Single A advanced, huh? Yeah. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think I'd want a lot of it. Yeah. You, you don't like it? You think it doesn't taste good? No, it does. Uh, it's okay, but the more you eat it, you're like, okay, I'm over this. What do you think, Randall? Double. Double A? Yeah. I think like if you ate this bag over like a week or two, you'd be fine with it, but you would not want like a ton of it in one sitting. I'm a fat guy. I always want like He's yeah, a fat but guy. you're not gonna go to a movie and eat a eat like a yeah, large man. tub of pickle Throw popcorn a move on your lady with the old if pickle breath. Little, if it was a little stronger, I would say triple A. Yeah. Oh, really? Not, you're a big fan. Well, it's the fact that it goes away so fast. It does. He's saying that it goes away too fast, and I do agree. It's it's a hint of pickle, I would say. Yeah, it's it's very. It, there's no aftertaste. Right. Which is probably. Why I like it, but yeah. All right. Well, that was pick of the week. So tip of the cap, tip of the gap, Michael. Michael Persan. Keep, keep crushing it out there, buddy. Persan, the Persian prince. Yeah, maybe we'll get you on the pod. Talk about what it's like to throw baseball hard and fast from your left hand. Because I can't do that. Neither of us know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. And anytime I try to throw anything with my left hand, it looks embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for you. Boy, that's embarrassing. Boy. Boy, 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 learn to throw with your dang left hand. Oh, I'm left-handed, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, quit throwing the ball like a little ninny. <laughs> no one says ninny. You sound more like you sound more like Harlan Williams. You know, yeah. Harlan. Pop, 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 pop. When the popcorn gets in your teeth, he, he, he's got me in here bad. I'm not getting the respect a cop killer deserves in here. Oh, well, shout yeah, out! You know, if you're watching baked. that movie, if you're watching that movie, you might eat that entire bag. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, yeah, go pickles, baby. Let's go pickles. Let's go. All right, everybody. Time for inside the jar. We sat down with our good friend, great coach, pal of ours, Coach Mark Magdaleno, or the Mags, as coach we Mags. call him. Great guy. We uh, we had a nice time. Shared uh, some chicken tenders, some tater tots, and uh, a lot of baseball knowledge out of that guy. A lot of just good leadership. The guy's got leadership qualities. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right, folks. We're here with the one and only Coach Mags. Coach Mags. Uh, we're at a beautiful establishment. Uh, sidelines, right off the 205. Shout out to Sidelines. Yeah. And accommodations. Uh, you're our second, I think you're our first repeat interview. Ever. Right. We had you last year. You were too hot of an interview to to not grab again. The Jake ra- wasn't there. It was just me. Yeah, remember? it was just you. That's right, just me and you. The ratings were that good? They were skyrocketing. Skyrocketing? Yeah. That's still one of my favorite pictures. That's a good picture. Yeah, yeah you I got me on the party deck. Good picture. So, the interview. Uh, let's give a quick recap for some of our fans who may not have heard the first interview. Give us a little bit of your baseball background. What? Your history through the game. It's been a long time. Yeah. So it's not 
going on my 35th season, so it's just been a long time at a lot of different levels. So it's just a lot of games, a lot of players, and a lot of good times. What uh, What's your current uh, position, I mean, when you're not with the Pickles? I'm the head baseball coach at Clark College. Okay. So. And how long have you been with them? This is going on my fifth season. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. Long tenure there now. And this is your third season with our beloved Pickles. Yes, my third season. Now, our first question is, what is it like? I, I imagine at Clark, you know, you kind of know that you'll have not everyone, obviously, but a lot of players returning. What is it like each summer to come to a team that's pretty much basically all new? How do you, how do you, how does, as a coach, how do you get into a, a, a team like that when you don't really have a lot of time with these guys? Uh, first thing you have to do is you have to build relationships. Um, coaching, people think, is just X's and O's, and that's just a small part of it. You have to create relationships with the players, you have to earn their trust. And the way you earn their trust is by knowing your subject matter, always telling the truth, being honest and forthright, and never allowing a player to outwork you. And then you'll earn the respect and you'll get it back tenfold. So every, every year presents new problems and, and new issues and, and new challenges. I like to look at it as challenges, man, because you get to, you get to meet some great young men that are going to lead our country someday, and you get, you get to watch them get better. And, and you get to see how receptive they are to constructive criticism and to making adjustments and trying to grind it out so they can go back to their programs, be a starter there, and maybe someday sign a professional contract. What's the uh, – what's – I don't know really how to propose it, but like you're working with right now, you're the head uh, coach at a community college. Is there, what are the main differences when you're working with these guys who a lot of them are coming one from D1 programs? Is it a different coaching style? Or is it all the same across the board? I've never changed my style in 35 years. It's, <laughs> it's the same style, man. It's the same style every day. And I'm just really um, blessed to be in the, with the Portland Pickles because it's my two and a half months of the year where I get to come out and actually coach and compete and I don't have to worry about any other any other things besides coaching baseball I mean I work for Justin and JB has allowed me the the freedom to do my thing and to coach and to and to and to work and he's done the same thing for Zach and Hop so you can't ask for a better place to work or a better guy to work for um, so here I'm not going to change my style because that's who I am, right? Uh, I've, I've coached minor leaguers. I've coached guys that have gone to the big leagues, and I've coached these guys now and my guys. And, and, and the bottom line is is you have to try to find a way to reach each and every athlete because they're all different, and they all have a different style because they're all different athletes. Anybody that's a cookie cutter in this business doesn't make good players and doesn't help a player progress so that he can go to the next level. So I, uh, adaptability on my side, not their side, is the key. Cool. You had a question? Yeah. I have an answer for you, man. Yeah. So you guys don't practice together. The pickles. We kind of found this out that you guys don't do a lot of, like, off-day practices. Is that pretty much true for well, summer league ball? We got a day off today just because we were just on the road for six days. And that's, yeah. and, and those bus rides may seem like they're uh, they're fun, but you see them with, like, Bull Durham and, and baseball movies. Everybody goes, God, I'd really like to ride the bus in the minor leagues, or I'd really like to ride the bus. I'll tell you what, I've been doing it for 35 years, and I really don't want to ride the bus, man. The, the food hasn't gotten any better in 35 years. My company presently is really uh, really good because my roommates hop, and I get to sit right next to JB and Zach and mess with them and uh, and come up with all kinds of theories. But, no, we don't practice. We have, we have three days of training camp, but people don't see what we do before a game. Yeah, you know, that's um, what I was going to ask you. So, yeah. I mean, that, that time during batting practice – fielding practice, uh, warm-ups, all that stuff. Like, that's kind of your guys' time to gel together. Yeah, man. We uh, we come out. We have we, we usually start uh, BP at about 4 o'clock, but we're there early. I mean, you'll see Hop and the rest of us pull in about 2, 2.30 to get early out. Some guys will need extra work. Sometimes you'll see us out there hitting fungos to guys, making sure they're working on the proper routes and the proper cuts, working double play pivots. Um, I know that we're going to work on some pop fly priorities coming up here just because we need to communicate communicate a little bit better than we are right now. And then we get into BP where the guys will get their fungal work, they'll get their ground balls. Outfielders that are really doing their job preparing for the game are getting live reads off the BP balls. And then we just don't take batting practice. I mean, batting practice, you think you're just going to go in there and take hacks. But we, do, we change our batting practice routine on a regular basis. So sometimes... You'll always see hit and runs, and you'll always see us going oppo, going to the opposite field. But sometimes we'll situational hit. Sometimes we'll work on different things, like gap to gap. So we try to we try to make it a little bit different every couple of days, so that nobody gets uh, stale or bored. 
and we try to make it as much fun as possible because nobody's ever gone to work baseball. They always go to play baseball, right? <laughs> Very true. What's um, last year, the kind of the first year that Jeremiah really got involved, Jeremiah and I got involved with the Pickles, you guys were basically the hottest team in the league. This year, the team has kind of struggled a bit out of the gate. What's uh, what's the difference, and what do you – I'm trying to politely say you guys have struggled out of the gate. What have you guys – what are you working on to – to gel that and 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 how does a coach handle a team that might be you know had some tough losses we've been at a couple tough losses in the ninth and stuff how do you how do you handle that watch that one yesterday yeah that was a tough one well yeah the the bottom line is that we're competing real well we we there's no way to sugarcoat it hell we didn't play very well right we we haven't been playing very well now we're starting to play better uh we're getting we're playing much better defensively our pitching starting to starting to get after a little bit offensively we're getting better at bats um, but there's no way to sugarcoat it. But the one thing about being a leader, and, that, and all four of the guys on our staff are all, all leaders, is that we have to bear responsibility when the product's not going well, when the guys aren't playing well. We, and, and you need to always, as, as a head coach and as a coach, you always got to protect your players because that's, that's the, of the utmost importance to you, is protect your players when things go bad. When things go good as a leader, you make sure that all your players get, get all the credit. Because they're the guys winning. When a, when a coach thinks that he wins or loses games and he thinks he's the dude and he thinks he's the reason why somebody's going to the game, that's when you lose games. Your job as a coach or a manager, and, and JB understands this and does a great job at it, is um, that we've got to be in a position to win the game in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth inning. Those are the championship innings, and players have to win games. Players win games, coaches lose games. Uh, when I was young, a long, long time ago, you guys weren't born. I used to think that people came to the game to see me, right? Right. Um, now, maybe my wife did because my hair is outstanding. But for it's the most, hair. But, for, hair, but, but for the most part, um, people come to see players, man. And players win games. They're there to see the players. And right Jake now, they're, and yeah, yeah, and you too, yeah. right? But you know, they're, they're they're playing much better now. We're playing much better now. Um, good things are going to happen for us. We're starting to get to full strength, and we got some really good players coming in real soon. Um, I'm not saying that our players that we have aren't real good. I'm just saying we have some reinforcements so we can give people rests, and it gives us uh, the ability to work the bench a little bit better than it has. You know, it hasn't been an, it hasn't been an easy beginning. You know, JB got JB was sick for a couple of weeks, and and so it's been it's been it's about a lot of different things have been happening. So. Uh, the bottom line is he's back. We're, we're, we're back into our routine, and we have a great routine, man. So it's, uh, I, I see the second half as being a, a, being a race, man, and I'd like to make it a boat race, and we just let everybody see our bubbles. Right. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Um, what's uh, been one of your favorite moments with the Pickles over the last three years? Do you have any fond memories since you've been here, since you've, been, you know, you've established yourself as a, a Pickle great? I'd say if there was a Hall of Fame, you'd be in it. <laughs> Hey, man, that's those are those those are those are big words for somebody that just enjoys putting on the uniform. But there's there's so many fun memories. I mean, Cooper will, will crack me up on a daily basis. I mean, uh, Davis Delorfus, who'll be back with us, used to bust me up a lot too. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Noah Cardenas. Uh, but a lot of the things we do are just just little pranks that we do. You know, yeah. Like uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> last year and I've done it again this year I'll send the new guys up to JB and Zach's room at, at about midnight and I'll just knock on the door and I'll say hey they, the skipper wants to see you upstairs man and they'll go <laughs> knock on the door and wake those guys up and, I, and me and Hopple sit in our room just laughing our backsides <laughs> off you know or uh, I would take uh uh, Casillas's, Joel's Casillas is take bites of his food or hide his food when he brings it in during snack, and or I'll take the meat out of his Subway sandwich and hide it. Just different things. Uh, but we've come up with Zach came up with this unbelievable theory uh, a couple of weeks back in the dugout, and I've got to give him all the credit for it. But I want you to understand, people out in Pickle Land, I want to ask you the question that we've been asking ourselves for about three or four weeks, and this is a dead serious question: Has anybody in Pickle Land ever seen a baby pigeon? Not that I can think of. I've never seen a baby yeah. pigeon. Yeah. Well, Zach's theory is that they're government drones. And Pigeons I, are government drones. I'm, and you know what? And JB makes a great point. He says, you know that old axiom, right? If I were a fly on the wall. If I was a pigeon on a stoop. And baby. flies only live for 24 hours at a time. That's true. So how do we know they're not miniature drones? I'm just saying, man. So we have a lot of serious things going on in the dugout. You guys are a big, uh, conspiracy dugout over there. <laughs> When things aren't going well, you right. gotta try to find humor in something, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. So we're getting ready to turn it around, and we'll stop talking about dumb things when we turn it right, around. Right, just all yeah. wins then. Yeah, yeah. 
What's it like uh, having your son back as the uh, Bat Boy extraordinaire? Oh, he man, he's a good kid, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he does he, a lot. We're still trying to coax him in on an interview. I don't. Uh, he got. I think he gets he's gun shy. He's yeah. a little. Yeah, he's a little he's, nervous. He's a little gun shy. He's sitting in the car right now, waiting for me to get done so I can take him for a pe- for some ice cream. But yeah, he, he works hard at, at what he's doing. He loves being there. He. Uh, he, uh, he and JB have a real solid relationship. It's really funny because he, if JB tells him to jump on one leg before he swings, he's going to jump on one leg before he swings. If I tell him to jump on one leg before he swings, he's not doing it. And yeah. you know, and then, <laughs> and then he, I think, I think, uh, I think he likes Hop Cortopo better than he likes me because those two guys are like. They're like Mutt and Jeff, man. He'll mess with Hop, and then Hop will beat him up a little bit, and then the next thing he's back at Hop. So it's sort of fun to watch. So. Yeah. All right, well, let's do a couple rapid-fire questions. Uh, favorite baseball player of all time? Oh, we just had this conversation. We talked about who's the great. Louis Do We talked Louis Tate, right? <laughs> so, so, Zach, so Zach and JB think that the greatest hitter of all times is Barry Bonds, and I'm going to say it's Ted Williams. That was okay. a huge argument all weekend. So I'm going to go with my favorite baseball player of all times, though, is going to be uh, Henry Aaron. Henry Aaron. Absolutely. Hammer and Hank. Hammer and Hank. Man, people forget, probably the greatest player of all time is, Hammer, is Henry Aaron. What about just, just greatest pitcher? Of all time? Of all time. Uh, here or, we go. or your favorite. You can do either. Uh, of all time. I mean, well, first of all, I'd like to go back in time and see Satchel Paige pitch in his prime, right? Right. I'd like to see uh, Bob Feller pitch in his prime. Uh, I saw Gibson and Colfax and Drysdale on TV, but probably the best pitcher ever I've ever seen is is Nolan Ryan. Okay. The big and he can throw a punch. Oh. Oh man, he, Robin, Robin Ventura, man! Yeah. Robin Ventura took it on the jaw, didn't a bunch he? Of times, Absolutely. Yeah. He, Robin Ventura didn't know how to scramble, man. No. My player, our players will understand what that means, scramble. But yeah. we had a little talk about that. But scrambling is huge in a street fight. Got to move. You got to be feisty. So that's where I wanted to go. Street fight. Do you know anybody? Pick anybody in the world to fight Zach Miller. Oh. There's nobody that's for real. I mean, <laughs> he uh, could be an MMA heavyweight champion, he's right? He's huge. I just, uh, he's he's huge, and uh, maybe maybe King Kong would have a chance. Um, no, but Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, Brock Lesnar doesn't have a chance against against Butters. Not a chance. Butters <laughs> whips. I thought that his name <laughs> is Butters. <laughs> yes, yeah, but there's no way he gets Butters, man. Butters, Butters last year when we had that little that little thing uh, at Corvallis and. I don't know what started. I don't. I, I'm not going to go into details, but I happened to be coming out of the dugout for a, for a conversation, and Zach grabbed me with his with his mitt, and I had bruises from my shoulder to my wrist. And I'm not kidding you. No, I'm not kidding. The biggest paw I've ever no, seen. He's got man. like waffle iron hands. They, huge. They, and you know what? But you look at him, and I'm going to tell you what the guy's muscle. I'm not BSing you. He's muscle. But the thing about Zach Miller is he's not. He is just a kind human being. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a, a great dude. He's a great man, man. He's I, nice to yeah. us when he really doesn't need to be. You, you, All of you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah you guys really well. tolerate no, us more man, than we, you really need to. We love you. What, the thing about the, what you guys, I, I hope pickle people understand and, and exclude me from this conversation, but you, you're looking at two young stars. I mean, I've been around 35 years and I know what a star looks like. You're looking at two young stars in our profession, and that's JB and Butters, Zach Miller. And, uh, and they're not only going to be stars, but they're they're quality human beings. Man, I love them like they're my sons, and I'm old enough to be their dad, right? Then you got Hop in that dugout, and Hop is uh, not only a great baseball man, but you're talking about another fine human being. Yeah. So the Pickles are lucky to have three guys like that sitting in their dugout leading them, and I'm just happy to tag along with them. And we've got great kids here that are playing real hard, and what's going to come down the road here is going to be like the miracle at Coogan's Bluff. Yeah. Tommy Lasorda used to talk about that back in the old days, right? Yeah. And uh, JB and Butters and those guys always tease me about being the old man, but they won't even know what the miracle at Coogan's Bluff was. So I'm going to make them look it up tonight. Beautiful. And I know those two guys have got their phones out right now. Their fingers are moving quick, right? Because I know those I know those cats, man. So uh, we'll get after. But I, we're, we're excited about what's going to happen in the second half. I just saw the lineup for tomorrow, and um, it's going to be. Um, exciting yeah uh, we have we are looking at a lot different than anybody can imagine we realized that things weren't going our way a couple of weeks ago so we started building and we started calling this first half our spring training yeah so grapefruit the grapefruit season's about ready to end we have three games before we open up the second half against Yakima uh, I, I think that you're probably gonna see some exciting moves and, and some flexibility in the dugout that allow us to do some things that we did last year that we haven't been able to do this year uh, Zach has got a uh, Zach and JB have a great concept as far as what we're doing with our pitching staff the second half. We'll keep that top secret till All you right. guys see it. Beautiful. It's almost like a you know men in black type secret, yes. 
right? The pigeons forgot already. Oh, the pigeons. I'm going to tell you what. We just talked about the pigeons. Sometime in Washougal tonight, I expect some guy in a black suit and dark glasses to flash a light at my eyes, right? (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. You seem like a man who keeps a baseball bat near his bed. Oh, yeah, man. I keep a bat, but I try to hide it from my wife because I'm not not worried about the intruder, man. I just want to make sure she can get me with it when I don't do the dishes. What a, okay, maybe the last question is... I like questions. Keep asking right. them, man. So you filled in a couple times as head, as manager, because you were saying JB is sick. And I've seen, I saw you, when I almost called it out, you, you chewed out enough at least once this season that I've That's seen. That's on video. That is on way. video. And, and I, I almost, I almost over the mic was like, he's giving it to him, but I let it slide. What's your strategy when you're going in? Because I think it is interesting. A lot of fans, you know, we only see, we don't actually hear what's being said. We only see the very... You know the actions, the hand gestures. What's your strategy? You know, you're trying to be respectful, but you have a point to get across. How do you go about delicately saying that they they made a call that you didn't agree with? Well, I'm not sure that I've ever been delicate with anything. <laughs> um, I, you know, I tend to be the the guy from the '70s and '80s, and I haven't changed my style in a long time. But I understand that uh, a coach's job is to protect his players, and sometimes you have to go out there and you have to fight. And sometimes I've gone out and and quite honestly, I've said. I've said to the guy, you got this call right, man, but I got to yell at you. Don't laugh because I'm not. I'm just going to keep yelling at you, but you got it right. But in this instance, it's a strategy. Wow. Uh, and, 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 and sometimes I'll walk out and say, hey, you got the call right, but I got to come out and pretend like I'm protecting my guys, right? And then I said, don't smile and I'll laugh. And then there's other times like this year in the spring where something horrendous happens and I'll get on my hands and knees like I did this spring and cover home plate with my hands and with dirt and uh, tell them now you have an excuse to be bad. Um, <laughs> I, not in that kind of language, but I will that, that kind of stuff. So on that instance, uh, I can't remember what what I said, but I I know what I didn't say. Yeah. Uh, I never use the word you. When you make it personal, you're sure. going away. You're done. You're done. If you want to go away, just say you. Yeah. So I always laugh about uh, JB and Butters and Hop because all three of them have been ejected, and I'm the guy that's always yelling, and I never get ejected, and they all blame me for them getting kicked out. So Hop will tell you that I got him kicked out because I said something and I turned my head and they ran. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Take, voice. I am not gonna take credit for that, nor am I gonna deny it. I'm gonna plead the fifth. I just think Hop needs to watch what he's talking, man. Yeah, don't be accusatory. Just state yeah, the facts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. So I just uh, on that occasion. And I just sort of told him that um, it wasn't a very good call, and I asked him what he had for breakfast, and I wished him well. I, you know, so no, nothing, nothing bad, but it was a, it was a, not a very good call. Okay. Have you, uh, as the game of baseball has changed, are you okay? What do you think about like a lot more replays, pitch pitch clocks? Or is that like? two new fangos for an old school man like you or are you yeah. are you open to some of these changes that the majors are making uh you know what there's so sometimes i like the instant replay on home runs and foul balls but you know the the, the play the tag play and things like that you're just forcing guys to keep the glove on the guy longer and, and the longer you keep your hand in there on a slide the the better chance you have of getting something broke or, or cut up um a pitch clock, man. What are we cooking? Microwave dinners? I mean, come on. This the, the game is a perfect game. Why change it, man? I mean, I I was the guy that's against uh, artificial turf and the designated hitter, man. We have this argument all the time. I, I I don't think anybody should play on a field that a goat won't eat, right? I mean, let's play on grass, right? I like that. Yeah, let's play on grass. I like where you that a lot. where you have to create hops and and where uh, my dad used to say, there's no such thing as a bad hop, just bad infielders, right? right. So you got to play on grass. I, certain things in my mind that I, I, I like, and I'm old-fashioned. I um, I don't like to walk guys intentionally by throwing up four fingers. Let's do it the right way, man, because I've seen that ball get away. Yep. Right? And they're saying, I was a catcher, and I was never comfortable doing it. It's not the easiest thing in the world. Let's do, let's, let's do it. I yeah. mean, what's Put it going to take, on. an extra 30 seconds? Right. I mean, you know what takes a long time? Here's what takes a long time, this new rule about counting how many times the catcher goes out or an infielder comes in to take the pitcher. They have to pull out their pad. They have to write it down. Those cats don't write it down fast enough, so usually we're waiting for them. Yeah. So let's speed that up. How are we speeding the game up when we're going to eliminate that as part of the game? So there's a lot of things that non-baseball people make up. They may, A lot of these are non-baseball people making up rules, right? And, and they don't make sense to baseball guys. They really don't. I mean, um, it's almost like the cat that goes to church and thinks he understands, right? He, he really doesn't. No. So. Yeah, all right. I like that. I think that's cool. I mean, yeah, I think... Uh, There's a, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this, man. Yeah? I mean, we don't have enough time to hear all my thoughts on no. it. So. Well, you spend a lot of time in the game, so you should have a lot of yeah. thoughts. You know, you got 
Yeah. It's it's the greatest game in the world. So why why mess with it? Yeah. Right. Why mess with something that was perfect? Totally. You know, just because it's it, and I get that the times are changing. That you know, people now have things that are instantly at their at their ready. Right? right. I mean, you can you can do just about anything you want in just a couple of minutes, and and that's why the game maybe loses some popularity in today's uh, era because. People want it right now, and this game is about grind. This game is about just getting after it on a daily basis and competing every day and taking the good with the bad, and sometimes there's more bad than good. So you talk about that bad start we have. Well, let me tell you something. I rodeoed, or not rodeo, but I cowboyed some. I rode some butt horses and did some stuff there. Anybody that ever tells you he's never been kicked off a horse probably rode the ponies on a carousel, right? <laughs> so anybody that tells you they've never been in a slump, stop playing baseball at the Little League level. Yeah. Because you're not truly a baseball player until you've suffered through a 1 for 32. You're not truly a solid baseball man until you've had to manage or coach a team that is struggling because that's where you learn your trade nobody really truly lose, learns their trade when things are going well yeah i mean it's like a marriage right, right. i mean let's, let's look at marriage here this is gonna be, i don't know if this is gonna be a good analogy or a bad analogy but you really don't learn i really don't know how good a husband i am until things go bad because then you're gonna find out how good a husband you are how loyal you are how much you love her how much you're willing to work at something right so when things go bad, you got to work a little bit harder, and you got to figure out how to do how to deal with it. And the, and as you go on in this in this business, and the higher level you get, you're going to hit tough times. And then and then that's the time he's going to dig down and compete your backside off, right? And find a way to get it done. Or as we like to say, scramble, right? I, I tell my guys all the time, hey man, if you're in a street fight. I tell my college guys, you're in a street fight and, and somebody knocks you on the ground and you don't scramble, <laughs> you're in trouble, brother. Yeah. All right, so get when you've been cut, get up and start fighting. Right. Get up and start figuring out. Get up and start competing. I'm not I'm not saying that we need to learn how to fist fight. I'm saying but we we need to learn how to scramble. Yeah. Life is tough. A little the, grit. Yeah, a, little, a little grit, a lot of grit. A lot of grit. Grit to great, man. Yeah. Grit to great. That's the big model. Grit to great, man. Grit to great. And kids don't know grit anymore. You know yeah. what? Because everything's uh, everything's handed to you. Right? I mean, I, I walk to some of these uh, youth ball things and I see moms and dads carrying their travel bags. My dad would have thrown it at me, man. <laughs> you pick it up and take it and do it yourself. Right? We need a little bit more grit. And, yeah. and, and that's the one thing that the Pickle organization has is grit. That's why it's going to be a great ending for us. We're, and the people are going to be proud of, of, of these kids just the way we're proud of them. I mean, I, I, we're probably, as a staff, and we talk about this all the time, we're probably just as proud of this team as we were as last year's team just because they faced that 2-1 to one loss the other night and a couple other tough losses, and they come back the next day and they grind it out. They yeah. give you everything they have every day. They don't quit. So we're going to be all right. We're gonna, the, sun, right. the sun's going to come up tomorrow, and if it doesn't, we're all dead, right? Yeah, that's right. I say it all the time, man. So, I love that. Yeah. All right, well, Coach Megs, thanks so much for no, coming No, thank out. you for having me, man. We appreciate you it. You bet. A lot. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you out there this week. We'll Go be there, man. Week. Got Pickles, it, it, Friday, man. Friday's opening yeah. day of the second half. Grapefruit season ends. You know, uh, exhibition season's over. Um, and I think that we, uh, we did everything the right way, trying to get these guys ready for that big push. You know, Corvallis is hot. They're playing for uh, that first half. Um, and it's going to be so much fun because even though we know it's our exhibition season and we're out of that first half pennant race, there's nothing better than going and playing a team that's in the middle of the pennant race. Right. Because there's nothing like throwing hot water on somebody's brand new chocolate chip cookies, right? Oh, let's don't, yeah. let's, don't let, <laughs> let's don't let them enjoy those things. They don't get to celebrate while we're playing. That's the whole deal. Yes. Let them celebrate someplace else, right. right? And let's put a little damper in their party. Let's make them work. So when you can affect a pennant race, Love then it. every game is important because you owe the game the greatest effort you have, even though you're out of the pennant race, by coming out and competing because you know what? Walla Walla expects us to compete. If we lay down and roll over, we're not doing the game of service. We're not doing Walla Walla service. So there's more than there's there's something more important in this series besides the wins at the end of our exhibition season. It's about pride, man. Yeah. It's about pride. Totally. And when you put on the Pickles uniform, it's the Pickles way that we know nothing else but to come after you. So it'll be fun as heck this weekend, and then we'll get ready for that opener on Friday night, man. We're doing it. We'll be there. Is this the second best interview ever? It's pretty good. <laughs> This is pretty damn good. All right, man. Awesome. Thanks Be so safe, much, man. Max. God bless you yeah, guys. You as well. God bless you guys. And awesome. tell those. Chug your beer. Chug my beer. Chug Don't tell beer. the people in pickle that I'm drinking beer. No. It's root beer. It's root beer, man. All right. All right. Thanks, boss. Thanks, boss. Hey, did that guy leave early yesterday? Another K for the K man. Give it up for Ron the K man out there. 
Here's Raptors third baseman, number six, Cameron Rapetti. All right, it's time for that sweet, sweet segment called Inside, Inside Baseball. Doubled it up. And today we are going to do something that we've already done, but we feel like it's important to cover again because it's happening uh, July 4th. Yeah, we kind of gave a preview in the beginning of the season about what was what it was going to look like in the future. Well, the future's now. And future baseball, future baseball night is happening. Yes, you know this podcast will come out on Wednesday, Thursday night, Fourth of July, America's America's birthday, proudest day. It was born, you know, and seventeen seventy six. America, is that right? Yeah. Oh, good job, me. Yeah, good for you, bud. Knowing a basic citizenship question. Yeah. Hey, I love it. So, for those of you not in the know, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. 1776. Yes, you got it. Got it. It All rhymes right. and everything. That makes a lot of sense. I know there are children listening, so please don't listen to your uncles. We have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, and we're failing in many aspects of our life. Anyways, <laughs> speaking of failing, uh, no, it's great. So we got this thing called Future Baseball. <laughs> we're not editing this. Uh, future Baseball Night. And so the Corvallis series is a home-and-home. Home. There's two games on the road in Corvallis and then one day game in uh, Portland that actually counts for the standings, but they're doing a fun thing at night. It's a seven-inning game, future baseball. The little press uh, briefing that the Pickles announced back in May, you know, it says the 23-time WCL champion Portland Pickles from the year 2050. Because Dylan went to the future. Yes. Learned about it. Brought it back. And now they've won all their crazy good. We'll take on the Corvallis Knights for a very special exhibition on the evening of our independence. During the offseason, Dylan traveled to the year 2050 and purchased a copy of the current MLB Notebook. Upon his return to our time, Dylan shared the seven major rule changes with both teams. And for one night only, the Pickles and Knights will play for the new future rules, as listed below. So. Official rules. Uh, first one. Odd innings. Flip option. During odd innings, batters can flip their direction of travel when running the bases. So the third, fifth, and seventh. What about one? One's an odd number. I guess we don't count that. I don't know. In odd innings, that is, runner can go clockwise if they choose. We've had some confusion about this. We still haven't got complete clarification. The only confusion for me right now is that does each batter get to do this? Or once the first person on base yeah, chooses third, it. do they all have to follow? Because it would seem very confusing if one guy chose third and one guy goes to first. Yeah, because that would potentially mean that you could both be on second. They'd have to cross paths. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome, but they don't clarify. What if you did that. a double steal from second? One guy stole first. One guy stole, stole third. third. Wow. Dope. And then a double steal at home where you confuse the catcher. They got to get, I mean. Double suicide squeeze. Ooh. I'm Come on saying. out to the game. Who knows what could happen? It's the future, damn it. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, so the other thing is they're they're doing these yellow bonus balls. Bonus balls, good for only one pitch. Strikes an out. A ball's a walk. And any base hit counts double. And I think it's really cool that they, if you hit a home run, you get the home run plus you put a guy on second. Yeah, that's cool. Like it's, you know, you, you know, it's double, double. But they, they could have just done in, they could have just done infield hits. You know, they could have just done. Sure. But anyways, either team can call a bonus ball when hitting. There are seven bonus balls per team in a game with maximum two per inning. So. You can strategically use these throughout the game, you know, if you're down a lot or if you want to pad a lead. Yeah, but you got to be careful because a strike, you know, you only get one. You only get one. one pitch. Yep. Well, hey, that's what future baseball is all about, risk, baby. How many you get bonus ball when hitting seven bonus balls? Per team in the game. So you're like, all right, I want a Two bonus ball. The most. Basically, it's okay. like, I want a bonus ball. If you're like, let's say the the pitcher, you know, is like, hey, he hasn't hit the zone right. in a while. You're like, I want a bonus ball. You're going to make him hit it because if he doesn't, you're automatically on base. If you get a hit, you know, or if you're in the heartier order where you got the big bats, you can maybe put some damage up. 
The next one is eight defenders in the field. They can be placed wherever manager likes. Each team may have two DHs. So not one, but two now. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about one less one less defender, technically. Yes. So you got to pad that. you got two DHs. Now. Right. I so imagine you, you have... will, but you still, I mean, you'll still have to have a pitcher and a catcher. Yeah. So I guess it'll be interesting to see how the coaching staff moves the players around to cover the space uh, with one less defender out there. There will be a pitch clock, 15 yep. seconds. Which, uh, if you just heard our interview with Coach Mags, not a fan. No, because they are implementing that. I mean, they had it when uh, I was at spring training. There is a league out on the East Coast that's like a developmental league where they also are you. They've implemented that. It's another one of those things that's also you can't enforce it. I mean, if you go over, you go over. Like what? No, this one is. Well, yeah, it's an automatic ball in this one. Yeah. So, I so, mean, the, the idea for yeah, majors, yeah. yeah. Uh, the game is, of course, seven innings, and this is a really endings? fun one. Innings. Innings? Innings. Seven innings. Seven endings is how I call it. Uh, if the game is tied after seven endings, contest goes to a home run derby. Rules determined on spot. So I guess they're just like first to five wins or whatever they want yeah. to call which will be fun. And, hey, I'm actually hoping for a tie because I think it would be very cool to see a game decided by home run derby. I think it would be cool. It's kind of like the NHL does now with the shootouts. It would be cool. Bunting. Any bunt hit, as judged by officials, counts as an automatic double. Any bunted foul ball is automatic. Now, that's cool because that speed – I mean, that places more importance on Yeah, this whole game could be over. Very quickly, I feel like, right? Yeah. If the bonus balls, you're out. You right. bunt it, you're out. You ran the wrong way, you're out. But uh, let's say if all the bonus balls go the hitter's way, where they're putting a lot of people on base, sure. then it's a long game. It could be 27 to right. 24. So, and then, uh, you know, because it's uh, our nation's day of independence, halftime, fourth ending extended stretch, it's a 15-minute break, and there's fireworks. So that's when the fireworks will come out. Uh, the gates open at 5.35 on July 1st. The first 1,000 fans in attendance will receive a collectible 23-time world champion Portland Pickles sticker. The Pickles and Knights will play their WCL game at 1 p.m. So if you want to catch a normal rule game at 1, you can do the doubleheader and uh, come out to the walk for all your Independence Day needs. And yeah. I'll be wearing the uh, last year's Independence Day jersey, the blue and white and red camo. Oh, you borrowed it? Yeah. I think I just kind of got it back from Dusty Fox. I didn't realize that he was a smaller man than myself. Oh, he doesn't yeah. fill it out? He doesn't. He was like, it kind of fits me weird. I was like, it means you're too small for it. That's what it just means you're too small for it. So, Will it fit me? No, I think you're a little too big for it. <laughs> Sorry to, to sugarcoat that one, but yeah, you're not. <laughs> I immediately was like, nope, 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 nope. Nope. So I'm going to be wearing that, my pickles hat. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. I'm excited about the it. The Pickles will be playing. I guess that's the last thing we forgot to mention is that the Pickles will be playing in a fan-designed jersey. Oh, yeah. That uh, we I think we mentioned on the first time we did it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So someone, uh, one of the fans, they had a f- contest for the future jerseys, and the Pickles will be playing in those. So very cool stuff. All on July 4th. Come out. Say hi. Watch some fireworks. Kiss your grandmother. Salute the flag. Eat some apple pie. Eat some apple pie. Listen to some Lee Greenwood. Maybe put on, you know, the boss. That's American. There you go. Well, yeah. It's the it's the lefty American. <laughs> Born in the USA isn't it doesn't quite mean what everybody thinks it means. No. Go back and listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics. But hey, he's still a patriot. Sure. And uh yeah. Well now he's rich, you know. Yeah. Great joke by Christine Levine, but yeah. Love that joke. Uh, Anyways. The Sing Song Factory? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. one of the best lines. That's a little inside, inside joking right Christine there. Christine Levine. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to, to her. Christine Levine. Very, very funny comic. Now living down in Arizona. For, former Portland comic. But, yeah, that's it. Uh, if you're out at the walk on July 4th or any of this series, either Jeremiah or myself will be out there, and we'd love to say hi, take a picture, uh, and go Pickles. Go Pickles. Another K for the K-Man. Give it up for Ron the K-Man out there. Here's Raptors third baseman, number six, Cameron Rapetti.
that does it for another episode of Prime Time. Wow, I, we did not talk about that. <laughs> but okay, I guess I'll roll with it. I'll yes and that. Uh, that was another episode of Brian Time, baby. I love you guys. Future baseball night, man. I'm getting amped up for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of my PA announcements at the game. Robert's just like, quit it. Please stop. Let's go, pickles. Let Raise those chairs. Someone's going to win the 50-50 raffle. I remember when America was still a country. Mop, 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 mop. Anyways, we want to thank uh, Randall Lawrence here at Cranival Studios. Thank and you, Randall. Of course, X-Ray for Thank you, X-Ray. You can always find us at brinetime underscore pod on both Twitter and Instagram. And hit us up on brinetime503 at gmail.com. You know, if you guys could subscribe, sub- subscribe, subscribe, rate, subscribe. Rate. Subscribe, rate, and read you. Spread the word. Spread the word. Tell people that you love in Pickle Nation that, hey, there's a podcast, and we would love for you to listen to it and enjoy. Uh, We mentioned it a little bit, but, of course, the Pickles are doing, when this podcast drops, they've already played one, two games, basically. Against the hated Corvallis Knights. Oh, it's time, man. Finally, this is the first time we've played them all year. Two there, two here. End of the regular, first half of the regular season. Yeah. And let's finish strong. Let's finish strong. Beat the shit out of Corvallis. There you go. You Come know? On. We've had enough. We've had enough. Jerry, it's enough. Uh, <laughs> that was not a good Seinfeld at all. <sighs> um, so, who do we got coming up, Jeremiah? After the Corvallis. Uh, Your favorite Yakima Yakima Valley Scotty Pippins. Yakima Yakima Valley Scotty Pippins on Friday the 5th. The Yakima Valley Scotty Pippins. Pippins. (laughs) He was the second best player on the Bulls. Anyways, I can't do that guy at all. It's Howard Cosell. I know, I can't do him. The young kid from Tallahassee, Florida. got it. The Saturday the 6th is a doubleheader, and they are again doing a day game, exhibition game against the Hayesville Hammers, so if you want to catch that. and then A lot of baseball at the walk this coming week. Oh, boy, we're going to be out there. And then the seventh, Bring your sunblock. The 7th, finishing out the Yakima series, and then they got the 8th off, and by the time this next episode of the podcast drops, they will have been starting. They'll be right in the middle of a three-game home series. Against the old, uh, how do I what do I say their name? How do I, how am I messing this up on air? No, this is a special one. The Australian Perth Colts. Oh yeah, those guys are flying from Australia, so that's gonna be fun. Well, that'll be next week's episode. Next week, but I just want to say, by the time the next episode comes out, you'll just be... chill till the next episode. Hey yo. Sutton, pickles, bruh. Sutton, pickles, bruh. Well, the uh, the first half of the regular season is coming to an end this week, and then the series with Yakima will be the first games of the second half. So we're gonna kill them. We're gonna get them. And yeah, you know, just like Coach Mag said, we're gonna get it all worked out, and everything's everything's gonna turn our way. You know, yeah, got some some new guys coming. I'm excited to hear about that. Very excited, and yeah, just gonna be a lot of baseball this week. I'm excited about it all. Yeah, we had a little break. Uh, our hosting muscles will have to get a little rust kicked off of them, but we're ready to go. We're raring to go. And uh, if you want, uh, my whole family is gonna be out there. We got my parents, my brother, his girlfriend, one of my best friends. July 4th is gonna be exciting. So say hello to the whole Silverman clan and uh, go Pickles, baby. My family won't be there. Sorry. Eh, Jeremiah's part of my family now. That's true. They adopted me. Vicky adopted me. She loves him more than she loves me. It's true. Hey, Mama, I love you. Don't blame her. All uh, right. Thanks again to uh, Dusty Fox for the outro music. Marimba Mike for the intro. And everybody who listens to this podcast. You're the best. It, it means Around. a lot. Nothing's ever gonna get you down. down. You're the best. (laughs) Nothing's ever gonna get you. Go pickles. Thank you, everyone. Peace. Yeah.
light the spark out at Lens Park. Cracking wooden bats, slapping, illuminate the dark. Popcorn, sunflower seeds, PDX and North Precious in the West Coast League. Yeah, Portland, never known to be fickle. Deep in Southeast, that's the home of the pickles. Brine time, home of the pickles. Brine time, brine time, that's the home of the pickles. Carnival Studios.